Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Well, 35 in Edmonton back here on Oilers Now. Brendan Ulrich with you. Some guests on Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta Zone or Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. A reminder that every Wednesday is date night at Roos Chris where two can dine for $120. Bob, away this week, he'll be back in the big chair on Monday. We are talking all things Oilers today, and we'll also be talking some Habs here during uh, this segment. Uh, the Oilers, of course, signing uh, Jacob uh, Jarabek to a one-year contract yesterday, and uh, he played with the Habs and the Capitals last season. And it's been an interesting offseason as well for the Montreal Canadiens. So to talk about all of that, we bring aboard Mark antoine Godin, friend of the show, managing editor and senior writer at The Athletic Montreal. Mark, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Oh, not bad at all. How's your summer been? It's been good. It's been very good. Yeah, probably uh, probably better than the one uh, than the Canadian summer. <laughs> but uh, it's been uh, yeah, I've, I've been uh, been having fun. Visited PEI for the first time. That was great. So, oh wow, that's outstanding. Yeah, yeah I've never been out uh, that far east. Um, yeah, not that big of a trek, I guess, from uh, Montreal. Well, it's uh, it's eleven, what eleven, twelve hour drive, something like that. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah, that's uh, pretty good. So, yeah, and uh, I assume a flight would be uh, fairly short. So, yeah, that's true. But uh, we, it became a road trip with my family, so we went all sorts of places, visited uh, New Brunswick along the way, and places like that. So, wow, it was nice. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So, uh, cool yeah. stuff. All right, so let's get right into it then. Um, Jacob Jerebeck, what do you know about him? <laughs> <laughs> well, I really, I really liked his play with the Canadians. Uh, it was unfortunate, though, that uh, well, he had been signed for for a year by the Canadians uh, after a very good uh, blossoming season in the KHL before that, um, and he started the the year in the American League, joined the team. Uh, what I think it was late late November, and he was not really given the 
fair chance to show what he could do. And I was a bit surprised because uh, the Canadians' blue line last season was a train wreck. And uh, Yerbeck was, was certainly not the worst option back there for the Canadians. Uh, he's, a, he's a player who's, who might not be the greatest skater. His skating is average. He's not the most mobile, but he's a very good puck mover. He's a guy who's going to, uh, he's going to do very good uh, outlet passes, take the puck cleanly out of his zone, and uh, that's his primary strength, in my opinion. So he's, he'll, he'll, he's going to be like, he's going to do like uh, crisp uh, take-to-take passes, and he's got good vision. So it's, uh, he's, he's a very cerebral guy. You know, it's not, uh, he plays with his head, and uh, I, like, I like what he's been doing, but he was put in a tough situation like last year because he was, uh, when he played, he played mostly with uh, Jordy Ben, who had a very, very difficult season. He played with David Schlemko, who was really up and down and more down than up, and Joe Morrow, who was, who was when I talk about a train wreck, well, uh, I'm thinking of Joe Morrow. So uh, it, was, it was not easy for him, but uh, I thought he was, he was playing very decent hockey, and uh, for the, the Capitals to get him as a depth guy for only a fifth-round pick, uh, it was a very good move on the part. Well, this uh, scouting report you just uh, provided us with sounds uh, very similar to the one that uh, Bob tweeted uh, yesterday. Bob said this is from an Eastern source he trusts. I don't know if this is your uh, your uh, scouting report that you provided uh, Bob with, but uh, Bob said Jerebek is... What's that? Were you going to chime in? Is it, it you or not you? No, 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 it wasn't me. Oh, it wasn't, wasn't you? me. Okay. I'm not the Eastern source that he's citing. No, no, no. <laughs> well, you never know. <laughs> Thought I'd ask because he said Jerebeck is smart. He lasers the puck. You were talking about his crisp passing uh, up yeah. the ice and gets pucks to the net. He plays intense defensively, battles in the corners, and provides strong net front presence, has upside. So safe to say you sort yeah, of agree with that. Yeah, well, I, I saw that. Uh, regarding the, the, the battles, he's not a guy that he's, he's not shy. He's not a... He's not a guy that will will back down of contact in any way. There's there's no doubt he's 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 a he's a he's a willing participant, but at the same time he's not exactly like he's going to be. Uh, uh, he, he doesn't have an uh, abrasive style, and he's not a guy necessarily that he's going to be like looking forward those battles constantly. The Canadians had a very very rough time winning the battles along the boards last season. And if they had had a guy like this who won them constantly and was willing to to to, to do to win them, uh, I'm sure that Claude Julien would have found a, a place for him on a for, on a regular shift. So uh, I, I'm I, I'm agreeing, but only to a certain extent to this, this description of him. Uh, to me, it's not. It's more about you know his butt moving skills than about the way he manages opposition. Someone texted in saying that uh, sounds like Sekera. So. That's interesting. Some uh, potential there with uh, Jerebek. We'll see if uh, he can fill the void uh, left by the Sekera injury. Speaking of injuries, Shea Weber. Um, we'll talk about the Habs now a little bit, uh, Mark. Uh, I mean, that's a big blow for the Habs before the season even starts. Yeah, because when uh, when Weber will be back, you, you will have missed a, a full calendar year. Uh, so for a guy who's already in his 30s, and it was, uh, and he was, he was a big guy. Uh, I, I'm curious to see what it's going to, uh, what, what, what's going to happen when he comes back. But for the time being, I mean, they, the Canadians lost him. Uh, well, just before, actually, just before they went to uh, to Edmonton, they were on their their uh, 
Western Canada trip last December, uh, when Weber came back, uh, went back to Montreal to be further examined and, and rest his foot, and eventually, uh, uh, while he was shut down and, and, and didn't play for the rest of the season, so so he missed a good chunk, and the Canadians had to figure out a way to uh, to to fill those minutes and, and, and fill the gap, and so it's going to be more of the same uh, this season following uh, his surgery uh, to 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 his right knee. So now. Uh, The Canadians did not go to get like a top four defenseman uh, during the off season. I think that even even with Weber there, they would have been much better off finding uh, a top four defenseman uh, on their squad. And now they don't they don't have that guy. They don't have Weber either. So uh, they're going to uh, hope that the, some some defenseman like Ben, like Schlemko, maybe uh, uh, the kids uh, Victor Mete and Noah Jolson will be able to step up and, and fill that void. So, but it's going to be really um, more asking from the guys that were there last year and underperformed to step it up and and play to their capabilities. So it's true on defense, but it's true also up front because you've got a, a certain number of guys that had a down season last year and will be. Uh, asked to show a, uh, a better attitude and show better results uh, for the upcoming season. So it seems to be the plan right now. Well, you said uh, off the hop that uh, your summer is uh, going better than another half summer. So were you referencing the uh, Weber injury there, or were you also uh, talking about some of the moves they made or lack of movement that the Habs made this offseason? What is the mood like uh, with Habs fans heading into the year? Oh, the, the mood the mood among the fans, I think that everybody is, uh, is very uh, weary to the uh, thinking about the uh, upcoming season, thinking that uh, they, they it might be more of the same of what we saw last year. Uh, I think very few fans expect a playoff team for next season. That being said, um, Carey Price, I don't expect him to be a 900 goalie for the uh, for next season. And the way things go with with a goalie, Uh, and the number of, of goals against that he can, you know, they, they, that he can um, uh, manage to, to keep away from his net. Uh, just going from 900 to 915 could uh, give enough wins, extra wins to the Canadians uh, to enable them at least to to be in striking distance of a playoff spot. I'm not saying that they would they would be in the in the playoffs necessarily, but they would certainly not be certainly not be. Uh, as low in the standings as, as they were last year. So just Carey Price being the Carey Price that we know gives them a huge lift. And uh, But it's a problem because, you know, they might not be good enough for a playoff spot. And when you're not good enough for a playoff spot, you want to finish as low as possible in the standings to get a, a, a good draft pick. So Carey Price will help them, but at the same time, he might uh, temper their chances of getting like a, a very high high pick and God knows that there are a few interesting ones for, for the upcoming draft so uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. As a whole, you're asking me well, what sort of summer they had I, I'm okay with most of the moves they made uh, they they had Galchenyuk on the block for more than a year and a half uh, I think that, that, that uh, Max Domi is a very good playmaker he's eager to show that he can step up and he's going to be I think uh, he's going to provide some interesting offense Uh Down in the middle, they brought in Matthew Pekka. They seem to to figure him as a as a full time NHL center, even though he's he's played in the AHL. But you know, you, 
it's, it's an issue that has not been addressed in the short term. The center, the center position, it's more through the draft with kids like uh, like Jesperi Kateniemi or Ryan Paling. Those kids eventually will be the future at center. But for the time being, it's more like well, they're going to ask Jonathan Dewey to play another season at center and take it from there. Well, let's just talk about that trade a little bit more, the Galchenyuk for a Domi move. Um, I was just surprised they would trade Galchenyuk and not uh, land a, a center, but uh, they must be intrigued by maybe the energy and, uh, you know, toughness that Domi brings to the table. Um, overall, I, I I think Galchenyuk could flourish in uh, Arizona. I think you need a change of scenery, though, as well. So I get why they traded him. Um, were you a little surprised, though, that it was Domi that uh, they went after in a deal for Galchenyuk? Well, I had heard the name of Domi linked to the Canadians uh, before that. Uh, it's just, it, it's weird because Galchenyuk, you know, it, it, it seemed as though there was nothing he could do that could bring him back in the good graces of management. But I've seen very encouraging growth from him the last year. And even though he was playing only on the wing, uh, he was finally figuring out some of, of the tasks, uh, the defensive tasks that were expected out of him. And I thought, well, he, if he continues on that trend, they could eventually put him back in the middle and he would be more of a reliable player, 200 feet, uh, 200 foot in uh, you know, and have a show a more complete game. But I think that they had their mindset on, on moving him. Uh, it's going to be interesting because he, he, the Canadians are already a low-scoring team, and Galchenyuk was a dangerous weapon for them on the power play, especially. So losing him doesn't really help in that regard. But Domi, Domi as, a, as a playmaker, you know, the vast majority of his assists uh, uh, in his career, they've been primary assists. He's excellent at the... Uh, you know, getting the puck in the zone in controlled entries is very good at that. He's got moves that that, that force the goalie to make the first move. So it's uh, so 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 he's a, he's an adept passer, and I think that he's going to help other guys as long as other guys can can really show a bit more touch uh, around the net. I think that Tony is going to be able to create that offense, but just a, from a very different. Uh, origin than, than Galchenyuk did. So it's, uh, I think this one is a toss-up at this point. Um, it's interesting to note that uh, that John Shaka, when he acquired Galchenyuk, he said, I got him to play center. And if I was, didn't think that he would be a center, I would not have made that trade. So it's interesting to see from one, one team to another how perceptions differ. So uh, yeah, so it's going to be interesting. You know, they 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 brought in Domi, they brought in Joel Armia, uh, Matthew Pekka, as I said. Uh, they're taking a flyer on a couple of uh, local defensemen like Xavier Ouellet and Simon Dupré. So those are more like depth moves. But uh, the, the, the key weaknesses that we identified on this team so far have not really been addressed. So that's why it's a bit of a, a lukewarm summer for um, the Canadians. Chatting with Mark Antoine Godin, managing editor and senior writer at the Athletic. Yeah, I like the uh, the Armia move. Um, I guess what's uh, the deal with uh, Pacioretty, though? Is there still a chance that he gets traded, or is uh, he basically set in stone to to start the year uh, with the Habs? Well, historically, top six forwards are not traded in August or even September, for that matter. So the Jeff Skinner trade a few weeks ago was already a, an outlier. So it's going to be, you know, it remains to be seen if 
if uh, Marc Bergevin can pull it off and, and, and trade Pacioretty. Uh, I think that it's been his intention for quite a while now. But uh, the problem is that, you know, if, if he says, okay, we're, we're not going to negotiate a contract, but we're going to keep him until we find the deal that we, uh, that, 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 that satisfies us, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a limbo position. Uh, you know, he's going to remain in limbo and it's, he's the captain of the team, you know, so it's going to be, it would be really awkward for the, for everybody when the team is willing to turn the page on a bad season last year and say, okay, we're going to start off on new ground to have that unhealthy situation that's, that's just looming. Um, so Patrick, he seems to be uh, remaining in a good mood and being all smiles when he does interviews. Uh, he, he's in very good, very good shape. Uh, he's put on some weight a little bit. He was trying to uh, to be uh, to play a bit lighter in the last year, and it really did not uh, uh, turn out the way that he wanted. So he's changing a bit uh, on, on that front. But you know, the Canadians basically, I think that they're either they they choose to trade him now, and then if they do. They probably are not going to get uh, as much in return as they would have hoped back, uh, let's say, in uh, uh, at the trade deadline. Or if they keep him, you know, maybe they should consider saying, "Okay, we're going to keep him, or we're going to sign him long term." Because they're, of course, the Canadians have bigger needs than you know uh, than adding or securing another uh, uh, another winger. I mean, they've got troubles, as I said, on defense and at center, but. They've got they've got so much money available, and their chances of getting better, let's say, for example, at center. You know, Tavares did not want to talk to the Canadians uh, this summer. Paul Stashny, uh, you know, he was he had the Canadians very low on his list. So if they're not able to attract uh, free agents with all the money they got, well, might as well spend it on the guy who wants to remain in Montreal. And as long as the Canadians have Shea Weber and Carey Price, they cannot really talk about a full rebuild because those two guys are cornerstones of the team and they're, they're, they're over 30 years old. So, uh, uh, you know, might, might as well keep your head out of the water by finding Pacioretty long-term. So, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a very, very difficult situation right now. I've never seen anything like that before with Canadians. Well, just before I let you go, Mark, just uh, is it a make or break it year for Mark Bergevin? You were talking about, uh, you know, the Habs maybe being able to compete for a playoff spot. Uh, that division is tough. I mean, I don't think they'll be able to leapfrog Tampa, Boston, or Toronto, so it's likely a wild card uh, spot if they do get in. But um, if they don't make it, what happens with uh, Bergevin? Or is he safe no matter what happens this season? No, I don't think he's safe. Uh, I've, I've felt at the end of the season press conference uh, with him and Jeff Molson that their dynamic seems to have changed a little bit. Uh, Jeff Molson is willing to put a bit more pressure now and, and show that he's, he's really in command. Uh, Bergevin signed a very long extension uh, a few years ago now, so it's, it's going to, there's going to be one more year after this next season, and maybe that's the, the, the tipping point that would uh, encourage Jeff Molson to make a move in the event that, uh, that the team is not... Uh, uh, the team it does not have success, but it depends if Bergevin sells his plan to Molson by saying, "Listen, it's going to be a rough year. We have to fall uh, to fully expect it, but we know that with a bunch of guys that are between 22 and 25 years old, if they're if they're getting this much better, uh, 
that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Just bear with me here. So if if prior to the season, Molson accepts to bear with him, uh, and the results are not there at the end of the season, well, then Bergevin maybe buys himself another uh, another year. But the pressure to, to win or to show hope at the very least in Montreal is such that I don't see I don't see Jeff Molson remaining uh, patient beyond this season if the Canadians miss the playoffs. So, but that's that's my personal view on it. But uh, uh, it, it sometimes it's hard to read Jeff Molson. But uh, on that one, I, I feel as though you know he's already made Benjamin has already made a change in uh, a change of head coach. He moved some key players over the over the years. You know, Subban, uh, Galchenyuk. We're talking about Pacioretty possibly being on the move. Those are those used to be the core players that he had when he when he inherited the team. And now, six years after, uh, it, they, it, they've been treading water. So it's uh, so something's got to give at some point. Absolutely. Okay, Mark. Well, I appreciate uh, the update uh, out of Montreal and uh, for your scouting report there on uh, Jerebeck. We'll do it again soon. Uh, enjoy the rest of your summer. Thank you. You too, man. Thank you. That's Mark Antoine Godin. He is the managing editor and senior writer at The Athletic in Montreal. Friend of the show. Great insight there, and I agree with him there on, Mol- on a Molson acting on Bergevin if uh, the Habs fail to make the playoffs again this year. He's made some... Uh, some bold moves there, and Molson has backed him for the most part, but at some point, you need to see some progress. So, I don't think the Habs are going to make the playoffs, and they could be in the bottom five in the league if Price doesn't, uh, you know, get back to the dominant goaltender that he's been in the past. So... It'll be interesting to see how that all unfolds over there in Montreal. It's 12.55 in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout. Uh, We'll try to come back. If not, we might go right to the news, but uh, we'll take a break. This is Oilers Now. Back here on Oilers Now. Brendan Ulrich with you, 12.57 in Edmonton. We have the 1 o'clock news update. Coming up, but when we come back, we'll also be joined by Rita Wilkins. He's over at the Perry Pern Camp. Matt Benning, Jay Bomeister, Johnny Boychuk, Jake DeBrusque among those skating. And all kinds of tidbits coming out of this uh, camp as well. As Reed has noted that the Oilers offered Brandon Davidson a PTO, but he's looking for a contract and he's close to getting that elsewhere. So we'll talk to Reed about that and more when we get back. But first, the one o'clock news. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.